The regular practice of seeking God is the place we find victory, and those who invite Him into their daily situations and needs are those who experience the most breakthrough. Your heart and leave. 
Hi, Blue Water. Welcome to our Sunday service. Every generation of the church has had to face their own era's opposition against hope. Each generation has had its own very convincing argument, wars, crime, corruption, natural disasters, disease, all persuasive reasons to stop having hope. However, hope is not a feeling. It is a force and it is a choice. Without hope, we become weary, we become faint, paralyzed, and completely ineffective. There's this quote that I love. It says, he who gives the most hope has the most influence. We are called to not only have hope, but to give hope. Hope is our choice. And just like each generation before, we also must choose. Hebrews 10, 23, um, this is a great verse. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who has promised is faithful. And as I, um, right before I pray, I just wanted to speak this last scripture over you. And I just declare over each person watching, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So Father, I just pray that each person hearing my words and, and watching this Sunday service would be marked right now for an encounter with the God of hope this month. I just pray, Father, that your faithfulness would release the peace that they need and the joy that they need to become people of hope, the brightest lights in this world. I just thank you for our speaker today, Lila. Um, it is her birthday and we celebrate her. I thank you that you crafted her just like you crafted all of us, that you've guided her, that you've empowered her. And I just thank you that she has chosen to be a woman of hope. I pray that all of us would make that choice, that we would carry victory wherever we walk. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Welcome to our online service this week. I'm Julie, I'm one of the pastors here. I'm gonna start with some announcements. We have, first of all, uh, our tithes and offerings. So we aim to live with radical generosity at Blue Water. And if Blue Water's your home, here's the ways you can give, you know the drill. Um, if you're checking us out, please consider the service a gift to you and feel no obligation to give. Sunday fun day! Every week they've been having such a blast. Uh, this week we'll be at Magic Island Lagoon for swimming and cornhole. Our youth group is on fire right now. It's one of the most thriving ministries in our church and it's growing. There's lots of new kids coming and Connor is needing more leaders and more people to help um, facilitate and lead that ministry. So if you are interested, if you feel called, open your heart, think about it, ask the Lord, um, get in touch with Connor. And we are having a worship night, worship gathering, a multi-church worship gathering with At Island Family Church on 27 October. So come out, we'll be safe, socially distancing, and let's worship and pray together as a community. And now it is with great privilege that um, we get to open our hearts and our, our souls and spirits to hear Lila, who will be preaching for the first time. It's her birthday, like Malia said, and it's amazing that she's giving us this gift. And uh, she lives with a lot of faith, so looking forward to hearing what she has to share. Hi everyone, I'm Lila Wett, leader of Supernatural Ministries here at Blue Water Mission. Today, as we record this, it's my birthday. Happy birthday to you. 
so excited to be here and honored to be sharing a message with you all this week. That's one of the ways I'm celebrating my birthday is by being here with you. And I've invited a few friends to come along who were able to join me in celebrating. So thank you guys for being here. I'm not gonna tell you my age, just wanna go ahead and give you a heads up right now because people ask me how old are you and I just want you to know, it's the one question I never answer. So if you ask me how old are you, be ready. I'm gonna say, it's the one question I never answer. All right, so we're in the middle of a sermon series called What Does Faith Get You When? In other words, what is a healthy faith response when we face various circumstances in life? Jordan started the series earlier um, with what does faith get you when you're tired? And then he talked about what does faith get you when you're disempowered? I wanna do a quick plug on that one because man, it was such a good message, particularly for right now. Last week, Rolo shared with us a heartfelt message, what does faith get you when you're triggered? And I think we could all relate to his topic and his personal story and the uh, triggers that he shared about. So I appreciated that a lot. Today, I'm gonna be speaking with you about what does faith get you when you're waiting for a breakthrough? I've been loving this series. I'm a very solution-focused type person, and I really actually believe there's an answer to every problem. Although I don't have all the solutions to every problem I face, I do know who does, and that is God, of course. Um, He consistently reinforces this belief in my life because I know He has the solution to every problem. And knowing the solution giver that God is actually gives me power, gives us power power over our circumstances, power over our own flesh. And when Jesus died on the cross, he already took care of the problem of sin and death. So he already solved that problem. This series offers practical steps in how to apply faith to the sometimes rough, sometimes almost impossible situations we face in life. So to me, the underlying message of this sermon series really is how do we walk in victory as a powerful person by applying faith? Well, I believe faith is a prerequisite to living the life of victory. So let me ask you, do you have something in your life right now where you need God to show up and come through? My guess is the answer is yes. Maybe you're a single person waiting on God to bring you a spouse. Maybe you're praying for someone you care about deeply to give their life to Christ. Maybe you need God to work in someone's heart to bring revelation and truth. Or maybe you're a couple who hasn't been able to have a child yet and you're praying desperately for God for that desire you have so deeply. Maybe you're in need of healing and you're at the point of begging God to bring that breakthrough for that healing. When I list off these areas of breakthrough, compassion fills my heart. It can be such a difficult place to stand in when we're waiting for God to show up and come through for us. And applying faith in these moments has been everything for me in walking a life of victory. I want to let you know that I have faced every single one of the areas of need that I just listed and God has come through for me consistently. And I am a walking testimony of experiencing breakthrough in every single one of those areas, except for one, which I'll talk about shortly. Here is my promise to you. The regular practice of seeking God is the place we find victory and those who invite him in to their daily situations and needs are those who experience the most victory. Today, I'm gonna give you some keys on how to apply faith in the place of your need so you can unlock your way to your breakthrough. Are we ready? Yes. Yes, all right. All right, so key number one, putting God first is the key to finding victory and breakthrough. So let me share a little bit about my background. I was born in Kentucky. 
Yes, Kentucky, I'll give you a minute to digest that. <laughs> but I didn't stay there for very long. Uh, actually, when I was six years old, my father left us and my mother immediately moved us all to Florida where I was raised and graduated from high school. My mother was a single mother of five and she was a devout Catholic. So we grew up Catholic. I went to confession, went to Catholic mass, went to Catholic school, had the uniform, everything. I had no knowledge of Jesus. We never said his name. I did see him hanging on that cross every Sunday. I had no idea why or what it meant. Didn't know anything about the Bible and had no clue anything to do with the Holy Spirit. Later, when I was in college, inevitably, I was partying, I was dating all kinds of guys while I had two boyfriends. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you're gonna do it, do it right, right? Um, on the outside looking in, I was having a blast. But on the inside, it wasn't the case. I carried a ton of anxiety. I had debilitating panic attacks. I was in the bondage of sin and I was consumed with fear. I was a codependent. I could never be alone just by myself, freaked me out. And I was actually scared of people, especially confident people. I was a mess. I was invited to an international Bible study where a girl named Plamina from Bulgaria was there, not to be confused with Romania, and I will not test you on where it is on the map. <laughs> Plamina actually ended up becoming my best friend and she is still my best friend to this day. At the time, she was sharing with me about her personal relationship with Jesus, just as I was getting to know her. And she regularly experienced the Holy Spirit. She told me that God had given her personal promises about her future and told me what they were. She had prophetic dreams, she heard his voice, she regularly experienced his presence, and I was shocked. I had no idea this was even possible. Never even heard of such a thing. All I knew is that I wanted that. So one week in our Bible study, we were in the book of Exodus chapter 20 and verse five jumped out at me. It said, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. I understood that verse to mean that God was jealous for me and he didn't want me to share. He didn't want to share me with any other idols. He didn't want anything in my life to be more important than he was. That night I got on my knees and I cried out to God and I said, God, you said you're a jealous God. Well, I'm jealous for you. Will you give me what my friend has? Will you give me a prophetic, prophetic dreams? I wanna hear your voice. God revealed to me in that moment that I wasn't fully surrendered to him, that I still was the owner of my life. I was still in the control and I was still in the driver's seat and I put things above him. I still made all my own decisions, but I knew that I would never become my best self until I gave my full self to him. So that night I bowed the knee of my heart and I gave him everything. That night was also the night that my supernatural life began. He started giving me prophetic dreams and he started speaking to me in miraculous ways. Right now, I wanna take a minute to pause now that I've shared my story of surrender. If you don't think that you hear from the Lord easily, I wanna tell you and encourage you strongly, God is the best communicator and he is constantly speaking. So you can have faith in that. Our job is to remove any barriers we have in hearing because John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. Over time, he slowly began to expose areas of my life that I needed to lay down on the altar. All my boyfriends, first off, mm, gotta go. No more of those. Yep, mm -mm, can't keep doing that. Friends that were, I know, friends that were unhelpful, uh, I'm sorry, unhealthy. Yeah, I guess that's unhelpful too. Um, how I spent my money, how I spent my time. 
I was still in the Bible study, but honestly, I wanted to quit. I was really tired. I was doing a ton of homework. The Bible study had a lot of homework. I was working two jobs and it was just frankly inconvenient for me. But I asked him and he promised me there would be good things for me there if I were to stay. And he asked me to stay just for the sake of him asking me to. And so I said, yes. I stayed in that Bible study for six years. And during that time, he did miraculous things in my life. More than anything, he taught me consistency, faithfulness in the small things, and he taught me discipline. He asked me to prioritize time with him, to be in his word, in prayer, make space for him to speak. I had peace, the anxiety had gone, the panic attacks stopped, and I could feel that he was cleansing me and purifying me. I was no longer alone when I was by myself. No, he was with me. And I felt his presence and could hear his voice guiding me and loving me. I was so grateful. After being faithful to the disciplines that he was asking of me, it taught me a new truth, an eye-opening truth. And I'm curious if this might be an eye-opening truth to you too. You ready for it? Yes. Yes. Obedience is not a gift, it's a choice. And the great news with that is that with obedience comes blessing. And I am a testament to that. God's desire is to give us good things. And he has promises for every single one of us. But God's primary intention is to make us like Christ. Sometimes God will bring breakthrough without us doing much. Maybe just asking. Most times, a prerequisite for breakthrough is seeking the person of Jesus before we seek the breakthrough itself. I want to say that again. A prerequisite for breakthrough is seeking the person of Jesus before we seek the breakthrough itself. So I want to take a moment right now because, again, I've shared my story of surrender. It's so worth it for us to pause here and just check in. If you're someone who hasn't fully surrendered to Jesus or if there are areas in your life that you're still in the driver's seat, I want to give the opportunity right now to invite Jesus onto the throne of your life. So I'm going to pray for you. If this is you, just make these words the prayer of your heart. Jesus, I invite you into my heart and the areas where I've held onto, I give over to you now. I step off the throne of my life and I invite you onto the throne of my life. If there are any areas, Jesus, that I'm still in control of, that you want to be in control of, I invite you to show them to me so I can release them over to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay. In recap, I shared key number one. Putting God first is the key to finding victory and breakthrough. I shared the story of how I surrendered and put God first. Now let's talk about key number two. Partnering with God is the key to getting to your breakthrough. Earlier, I gave a list of breakthroughs that you may be hoping for. If you're in a place today where you're waiting on a breakthrough, the first question we need clarity on is, what is God saying about your situation? Another way to approach this question is, what is God actually promising you in this situation? I'm gonna give you a hint. You have to ask him. Let me give you an example of this. After Kwok and I were married, we wanted children, but we weren't getting pregnant. Time passed, it still wasn't happening. Now, early in my Christian walk, I probably would have just assumed that, of course, God wants to give us children and continued putting effort into getting pregnant. We would have been running around, seeing doctors, reading books, trying the latest science, all of which we actually believe in. We even have good friends in the medical field that we had started to seek out their advice. But now, because he's taught me how to partner with him, I knew we needed to seek him about it. 
We were excited to hear from him that yes, in fact, he does want to give us children and we were so grateful. But it would have been done in a way that would, but it will be done in a way that will show his goodness and it will be a testimony to his glory. So I'm so glad we asked the Lord about it. We didn't want to assume and I'm so glad we didn't assume because we could have been hanging on to a false hope or working hard in our own strength and striving to accomplish it. But we didn't stop there. We asked God, how do we partner with you in having children? Should we see an infertility doctor? He told us that we sh- what we should do and what we shouldn't do, but mostly we just needed to wait because it was a timing thing. Because of that, we were able to rest and stop the striving to get pregnant. And knowing God's desire in this area, knowing God's desire in the area I'm seeking Him to show up in gives me freedom from anxiety, striving, and fear. And although now we've been married for seven years, no baby yet. But because we heard God's plan, we stand on His promise. This approach moves me from pushing against God in my own striving for something that may not be His plan or His way, and it shifts me into aligning with His already powerful movement toward bringing a breakthrough that He Himself is already desiring. This opens the way for His love and power to flow through my life because I'm in alignment with Him. God has good things in store for us, and He has promises for each and every one of us. Ask Him what His promises are for you, and ask Him what His plan is for the breakthrough you're seeking. I want to take take a moment to ask the question, why does God even give us promises? I think it's important for us to understand this. God's fulfilled promises are the constant declaration of His goodness, care, and presence in our lives. It's the good Father giving good gifts to His children. Once we know what God is promising us and we have His perspective on the breakthrough that we're hoping for, we can then stand on this truth. Here it comes, you ready? God is a good promise keeper and our hope will not be disappointed. Now, this doesn't mean the waiting for the breakthrough is easy by any means. We know Proverbs 13, 12, it says hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So when you're waiting and hoping, it does feel sometimes that it's heavy. Let's move on to key number three on that note. Taking steps of faith is the key to successfully waiting for your breakthrough to come. One of the things I regret when I have been waiting on promises in the past is being obsessed with it, just focusing on it all the time. When is it gonna come? When is it gonna come? But then I missed opportunities along the way to do other things while I was waiting, particularly to be able to walk in peace. So what do we do when we're waiting for a breakthrough that hasn't come yet? Or more importantly, more accurately to the sermon series, I should say, what would faith get you in the waiting for that breakthrough? Well, there are some questions we need to ask first. First question is, is this something that we're supposed to be fighting for in prayer? Or is this just something we're supposed to wait and receive? In other words, what is your part in receiving the promise? Hint. Can you guess what my hint is? You have to ask God. (laughs) You got it. The good news is at the end of my talk today, I'm going to share with you some practical ways that I ask and hear from God. So stay tuned for that. The Lord said to me one time, I have the victory secured in what you're facing, but you have to seek me for the strategy to gain that victory. Most of my people don't seek my strategy, so they often don't experience my victory. That changed everything for me because he was inviting me in to asking him for the strategy. Waiting is one of the hardest things we have to do when we're hoping for a breakthrough. And I have a ton of compassion for those waiting on God to show up 
for something big in their life because I know what that feeling is like. Sometimes it's heavy and it can even be painful. However, waiting is one of the significant ways that God matures us and prepares us. So many things happen in the waiting. And let me tell you, when I have been waiting on a breakthrough, that is the last thing I wanna hear. Waiting on God to come through for us is often a mirror that God puts in front of us and it exposes our own self-centeredness, it exposes our wounds or idols that is in our hearts. God is exposing something deep in us, dormant in the depth of our souls, bringing it out into the light. Many times God has us wait because he wants us to run to him for refuge and strength. Psalm 46.1 tells us that God is our refuge and our strength, our very present help in time of need. Another thing to understand about waiting is that God lives outside of time. He's in eternity. However, he works inside of time in our world. He patiently moves things around in the time that's best in preparation for its fulfillment. He prepares the people involved in the situation and many times he's preparing us to be able to fully receive it. I wanna give you an example of this, a real live example that happened in my life. There was a difficult relationship I had been praying about for years. And God had given me a promise for this relationship that he would bring reconciliation. I suffered a lot of pain and wounding. And as we entered 2021, God spoke to me and he said, I'm about to bring the breakthrough you've been praying for, but if you don't get your heart right, you won't be able to carry it. In other words, because my heart was still carrying unforgiveness and bitterness, when the relationship was reconciled, I would have ruined it because I didn't take the time to cleanse my heart. I was so grateful he warned me about this. The breakthrough did happen, and I was fully clear in my heart to move forward into a new season with this family member. As a side note, last night when I was practicing this sermon, Kwok asked me, who's that family member? And I said, you. <laughs> and then he said, and then he said, oh, you should share that because every married couple will totally get it. So married couples, you get what I'm talking about. So he's so good, he's so sweet. So how do we wait successfully? Here are some steps to successfully waiting for your breakthrough. Number one, be in community. In other words, find an Ohana group. Be in covenant relationships with your community. Covenant relationships are those where we get to see each other, who we really are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yet we're not going anywhere. We pray for each other and we do life together. By the way, I have a lot. In fact, everyone in this room today is in covenant relationship with me and I with them. And I'm so grateful for that. So focus on your uh, purpose, that's number two. Remember how Jordan talks about, in your purpose lies your power. So get busy doing your purpose. And then number three, receive ministry. While you're waiting to receive God's promise or breakthrough, it's the perfect time to get inner healing and deliverance ministry. So for those of you who don't know the answer to this, if you know the answer, don't say it. Can you guess how many ministry sessions I've had in my lifetime? because they're being nice, they don't wanna guess. 43 <laughs> ministry sessions, maybe 44 now. Why? Because I was so hungry to become a whole and healed person and I've been waiting on a lot of promises from God in my life. And let me tell you, even if I went into a ministry session and he just did a tiny thing, I didn't care, I was happy. That was one thing that was healed in my life and so I praised God for it. So yeah, get ministry. Go to Sozo, find another ministry, but get what you need from the Lord to get that inner healing and deliverance. 
All right, before I close, I want to give you some bonus keys. I promised I'd share with you how I seek God and how I hear from Him. So first, I schedule and prioritize one-on-one -on -one time with God and I average about three times a week. I'd love it if I could hit five times, but I just can't always. What I've learned though is that one key here is consistency and momentum. It's much harder to get started on something than it is to keep it going. Consistency is key. Second, don't give up. The enemy doesn't want you to have the time to hear from the Lord. It's the last thing he wants. So when I first started this process, I noticed that I would be flooded with distractions. When this happens, I just acknowledge it and ask God to take them away. Most of the time, my distractions are my to-do list. So what I do is I just get them out of my head and I jot them down on the side so I'll get to it later. Clears my brain to help me focus. I'm an early bird, so I get up super early when everyone's still asleep or when it's quiet. I have my Bible and my journal and I invite him in to enter into the time and space with me. Also, when I talk to God, I actually talk out loud to him as if he's a friend sitting with me right there on the couch. What that does is it activates the part of my brain that communicates and engages in relationship. Starting this year, I decided to go one by one through the Psalms. Before I started, I asked God to make it personal for me, and it has been. Many times this year, I have come to that time with Him, heavy on my heart about a topic, and those Psalms, that Psalm for that day, has spoken directly to me. Last year, I finished a book called Listening Prayer by Leanne Payne. This was a game changer for my quiet time. She teaches a method of how to use a prayer journal process. She shares how every believer can hear personally from God in their daily lives through this method. And sure enough, it has been incredibly successful for me in hearing from God regularly and knowing what His will is for that day or for that week. I hope these keys were helpful for you in getting momentum in meeting with God and creating quiet time for yourself. All right, let's do a recap and then I'm gonna close in prayer. If you are now, like I was before, one foot in with Jesus and one foot in the world, or there are areas of your life that you haven't given control over to Him, now is the time to give it to Him today. He is 100% worth it. And His promises and gifts are so good, better than anything I could have created myself. If you aren't clear on what God is actually promising you or what his perspective is about the breakthrough you're hoping for, invite him in and have him speak into it. Remember, he's the best communicator. If you're clear on God's promise and you've received confirmation on it and you're just waiting, don't obsess about it like I did. Get busy with those steps of faith in successful waiting. In Matthew 7, 7, 11, Jesus said to his disciples, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Let's pray. So God, thank you so much for who you are, that you're a good gift giver and you are the best promise keeper. You are our refuge and strength, our very present help in time of need. You desire a personal, daily, intimate relationship with each one of us. And so Father, I ask for each one of us that you would show us where we need to invite you in, what we need to lay on your altar. And I bless each person listening to this message or watching it to live the supernatural life of experiencing your presence, 
hearing your voice, knowing your strategy, and seeing your breakthrough. We choose faith in your desire to give us the very best, and we commit to be aligned with your plan for that in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey there, Blue Water Church. Thanks again for meeting with us today online. Wasn't that a powerful word? I just love Lila because she carries an authority that comes out of obedience. She has been a faithful woman, leading so many to breakthrough through the Soza ministry and now in an overall aspect over Supernatural Ministries. I'm super excited to have her preach today. Hope you join Pastor Rolo at four o'clock at Magic Island for Sunday Fun Day. Join in the fun. If you've got a prayer need and would like someone to hold you up in prayer through this week, you can fill out our form on our website. And if you'd like someone to pray with you over the phone, you can also make that request there as well. I wanna give a special thank you to so many of you in our community who continue to show support and grace uh, to Jordan and I through a, a very trying season. Uh, so last week he and our son went up to the mainland to clean out his mom's final affairs, take care of her house, and it was a massive job. Um, so just thank you for everyone who's continued to be just gracious and supportive. So many of us are going through a season of waiting and working, and we're looking for that breakthrough that Lila spoke about today. Let's not give up hope. Let's meet with God daily this week and see how he wants to bring about strategies and solutions to answer promises and show his love on the earth. We love you guys and we'll see you soon.